You're listening to The Riff, a podcast where Matt Black sits down between sessions to chat about industry happenings and creative musings. On this episode, we discuss the evolution of music festivals, how brands have grown into the festival culture, and how we should strategically plan to be a part of these happenings in the future. Hey guys, it's Chelsea, founder of Matt Black, and Micah, the director of operations for Matt Black. And we're going to riff a little bit on music festivals. This kind of came about from a conversation we were having a few days ago, probably brainstorming for some client or another. And uh, the topic of music festivals just kind of came up, and um, we felt it was worth delving into a little bit further. I was watching a bit of the, like, all of the social around GovBall in New York. And I was thinking about how last year GovBall got rained out for a day. So then Good Music was going to do that thing um, in New York. And then the street just got like insane and got shut down by the cops. And then this year it was Gambino's only show of the year is going to be at GovBall. And so I'd kind of just voice them like, oh, is like Governor's Ball more relevant culturally than Coachella? If you talk about like things that are actually like affecting culture, not just the fact that we know what Coachella style is now. Yeah. Um, And so really we wanted to talk about like the two sides of festivals, like the cultural impact that they have and also the brand impact that they have. Yeah. And kind of where it seems like it's going in the future. But I think, you know, to start on the culture side of things, there's no ignoring um, how massive festivals have gotten. You know, I think statistically we're looking at like over 850 festivals nationally at this point, which is pretty insane. Yikes. Um, certainly there are those kind of well-knowners like Bonnaroo and Coachella and, you know, Governor's Ball, mm-hmm. Outside Lands. But then there's also a lot of small shows and, and festivals that are popping up to kind of, you know, address and, and create experience for people who don't necessarily want those massive crowds and those mainstream um, kind of platforms. But ultimately, you know, at the core from a culture standpoint, we do kind of see this tie into a topic that we're going to be talking about um, in the next issue of the Shapeshift Report, our analog issue, which is really, you know, the uh, the shift of experience over things, um, especially kind of in the millennial sector, but I think across, you know, all ages, really. And that is, you know, consumers today are, are looking for the ability to connect IRL. They are consuming so much through digital and can watch probably any of these artists that are headlining these festivals through live stream or through their social or through YouTube or all of these platforms. But there is a, a real hunger and a real uh, want to see it in, in the flesh. And that also kind of segues to the second point, which is you know the, the hunger for social media content, which feels very obvious. But there is, if you even think about the experience of watching a show live today, it's a huge amount of phones in the air, just live filming, capturing. And, you know, I know that there's conversation around like, are these people even paying attention? Like, are they doing it just to be a part of this conversation or, or are they doing it for the gram? Yeah. Doing it for the gram, like proving their relevancy. But ultimately because of that, it's created this, sensibility of like FOMO, fear of missing out. And so, you know, to some extent, there's a question of how many of these kids or people buying these pretty expensive festival passes are doing it for the gram (laughs) and to be a part of it and to avoid that FOMO that naturally, I mean, any of us can attest to if 
you know, I mean, we're based in Los Angeles. If Coachella weekend happens, you're not there. It's really hard to avoid it on social. Oh, for sure. And Coachella weekend one. Especially. Over Coachella weekend totally. two. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's a, it's definitely a shift in culture. It's impacted style. I mean, there's, you know, so many different ways you can look at it, but ultimately it's becoming super oversaturated. Yeah, for sure. And I think then that oversaturation is something that you and I talk about when it comes to brands getting involved. And we hear it from a few different people that we work with that it's just like over the past four years, maybe now it's just like, it's so noisy while you're there that you can't make anything happen or make an impact, yeah. you know, or just like they're, you're jumping from party to party and it's like hard to even know who's hosting it. Yeah. Um, and I experienced this more even at South by Southwest last year, even interactive. So not even talking to music festival, just talk about being like in Austin, everything's for every building is being like, is someone's hosting something there. Every lamppost has a poster, every wall, like it's just absolute insanity. And the things that are happening between brands that are like, you know, talking about South by Southwest, you have like anyone from IBM to like Pandora and Spotify to like, you know, brands that you would think of versus brands you wouldn't think of are just like, they're spending million dollars on their activation. What can you do as yeah. a brand? And the same thing goes for Coachella, right? Yeah, like that That makes me think, you know, I mean, talking like six to eight years ago, I was pitching, you know, clients and brands on activations that I thought they should do at Coachella when Coachella was, yes, big and relevant, but by no means as relevant as it is today. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is it was a hard sell then. One, it takes a certain amount of dollars, but two, it wasn't totally clear festival's impact on culture for a, a versatility of brands. Now, if you fast forward to today, it, it's not a smart strategy for a lot of brands to partake in Coachella activations. And we're not talking like on festival ground because that's for like, you know, the Red Bulls and the H&Ms who've cemented those footprints and they have those, you know, very, very large budgets to do so. But if you look at all the outlier events that are happening at any of these festivals, but Coachella specifically, it's the ones at this point that have been doing it year over year over year that are the ones that people are going to. The newer events are harder to get people to go to. And so those dollars, we see them being reallocated into events in lead up or in between the two festivals in Los Angeles or in Joshua Tree or in surrounding cities and not just through, you know, gigs and shows, but even this last Coachella uh, net -a -Porte. They threw a huge event on the Wednesday between Coachella Weekend 1 and Coachella Weekend 2. Yeah. So you see this shift in uh, brands really thinking about how they should engage around these like cultural moments, but in a way that's going to garner attention. So maybe mm -hmm. as a new brand, it's smarter to look at the smaller, more niche festivals and think about how you could really commit to aligning with those shows and then you've got that market share going once that's big, like Full Moon Festival or Forum in Arizona, you yeah, know? I totally agree. And I think as far as the big festivals are concerned, like next year for Coachella, Beyonce's headlining, watch it, tweet about it, talk about it, figure out like everything that musicians did that was relevant throughout the festival and talk about it after or talk about it during. But it, I don't know if you actually need the spend to go and uh, like try and get in front of everyone in, in that way. Yeah. At this point, it's just, it's pretty noisy environment. So unless you're doing something you feel is really special or off the wall, um, you can get kind of your impressions in and get your, get your cloud up just by talking about what happened. Yeah. Um, it's the same as like how bloggers can, um, 
you can talk about everything at Fashion Week without going to Fashion Week, right? As soon as, like, all the backstage is posted, every look's posted online, you can, like, give your hot take, and you never had to go and, like, wait in line or try to get inside yeah, or whatever it is. But, Chelsea, going back to what you said about emerging stuff, another thing that spurred on this conversation was the fact that Agenda Trade Show is doing their first annual festival this year now. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to see how, you know, this kind of trend of music festivals or, or ultimately experiences that are tied around music is starting to translate into unconventional environments, um, specifically trade shows and kind of conferences. So, you know, Agenda Trade Show, for those who aren't familiar, is a you know, fashion trade show that's been happening for many, many years. Um, they happen in Long Beach and, and Las Vegas. And at their upcoming Long Beach show in July, they have introduced an additional day completely open to the public, whereas trade shows are normally a very industry thing uh, that has Chance the Rapper headlining, I think, or some... Uh, Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator. And a, a myriad of other things, plus like food trucks and art installations and all these things that are going to draw in, you know, probably massive quantities of people. Yeah, and I think this is is on the heels of Complex Con, which happened last year right. um, at Long Beach Convention Center, which I think was a big hit. And it was the same concept. Like, if you've gone to trade shows, if for, the, for years people have been saying and brands have been saying, like, oh, like, there should be a public day or, like, it would, like how can we make this so it could be a brand activation? Because it's hard to describe how much money is spent on trade shows and literally, like, no one outside of the industry cares about it. But Agenda has always been a show that, like, kids and youth want to get into like if you've mm -hmm. ever gone to it um there's always a ton of kids outside who are just trying to see what's going on so agenda's done activations outside skate uh graffiti things like that for you to check out but now for that day i think all of the vendors are going to be open as well if you want when i was running trade shows that would have been like my worst nightmare <laughs> um but i think they're all going to do like cash and carry for uh for the brands that yeah, are there which is cool it's smart ultimately i think you know this all just comes down to the importance of authenticity and you know really figuring out what is right as a brand to align with what is right as a company to create you know looking at the agenda situation again it, it's a natural extension complex con it's a natural extension for these kind of brands to introduce music festivals or something along the line of it. And similarly, you know, H&M doing a collection with Coachella, it makes sense. That's their customer. You know, there, there really is, again, this kind of authenticity play. And, you know, being on the brand marketing side, we have these conversations all the time with, you know, tech companies that want to get involved on at Coachella because it's all numbers, numbers, numbers. And it's an inauthentic alignment, inauthentic use of dollars. So it's really, you know, it really kind of always just comes back down to that. And it's just going to be a trip to watch how these festivals continue to evolve. You'll note that we didn't talk about Fire Festival at all, probably yeah. intentionally. That was probably, you know, the, the noisiest festival of late. Um, yeah, that might have gotten more play than any other festival, actually. Probably, that was the plan all probably, along. Yeah, that, that was, was probably the their whole plan. Yeah. Um, but definitely kind of, you know, watching how the experience play becomes a bigger and bigger piece of just experiential strategies as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly music is one of the major anchors of those kinds of experiences. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you next time.